The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hi there, gorgeous listener tribe. I hope you had a beautiful, reflective, meaningful holiday and wrap up to 2022. I hope you were able to find those moments of stillness and precious self-honoring that we kept talking about in December. We're going to carry that intention right over into the new year now. I'm so happy to be bringing you today two of my dearest sisters of my heart. I got the hit to do this when I was thinking about resolutions. Every year around this time, as many of you know, I do a workshop or radio show or podcast or joy school session around this topic of our desires, right? We've decided collectively as a culture that the start of a new year is the time that we make these declarations about what we want for ourselves in the coming year. And there's some beauty and magic in that for sure. And there's also always just some little pieces of it that I like to pick at because there truly is an effective way to want things and a less effective way. And we've mostly been conditioned to the less effective way. And a lot of the things that we believe we want are really just things we've been conditioned to think we want, right? Our truest soul desires often turn out to be something very different from our top of mind desires. And getting clarity around that can be just a tremendous game changer. So I had the idea this year to invite these two favorite high consciousness, super wise, tapped in, tuned in sisters to swim around in this juicy topic with me. I'm going to read you their awesome bios and then we'll get to dig in with them. With nearly three decades in the healing arts, Casey Garrett is the engaging, accessible founder of Microdosing for Healing. Her program is a nationwide virtual platform combining microdosing education and a supportive community. The interactive group programs offer a unique, intimate community of individuals drawn to practice with a diverse, 
set of intentions, including physical healing, mental wellness, emotional balance, and spiritual connection. Unlike pharmaceutical medications, natural plant medicines help us heal at the root cause and show tremendous potential for the healing of PTSD, trauma, adverse childhood experiences, depression, and anxiety. The intention of the program is to introduce individuals to the beautiful practice of microdosing earth medicines, inspire a lifelong connection to nature, instill a reverence and respect for the medicines, and create the conditions for healing inside a welcoming, supportive container. Linda Samfire has worked in the healing arts for over 15 years as a transformational coach and intuitive healer. Most of her life, she's lived in wonder and curiosity of the mystical energy patterns and the power of human potential. Her own deep exploration within guided her to create a three-month consciousness program based on expansion and opening the heart center. Linda teaches and mentors clients on the clearing and repatterning of energy on a soul level, resulting in moving from struggle and survival to freedom and empowerment. In her program, she integrates her own inherent gifts of intuition and light language, as well as incorporating microdosing plant medicine, integrating and mastering emotions, breath work, deep relaxation, and guided meditations. She applies simple tools to explore and expand resistance in the body, bringing about synergy between one's emotions and one's highest potential. Linda offers a beautiful space of compassion and honesty for one to explore, heal, and align to how one wishes to show up in the world. Don't I have the coolest friends, y'all? Casey and Linda, welcome, my sisters. Ah, thank you so much, Lisa. So happy to be here sharing space with you and your joyful self. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. So, resolutions. First of all, we're never broken, right? There's nothing wrong with us, nothing to be fixed. Why Why do you think this whole, uh, this thing about resolution, what's the, the beauty and the downfall in your view of setting resolutions this time of year? Mm, thank you. And thanks for having us so much. Yeah, I love, I love the topic of resolutions and intentions because it's an integral part of our work always. Um, it goes hand in hand always with, <clears throat> with earth medicine work and practice. This time of year with resolutions, you know, we've been so hardwired to think of resolutions as things we need to get or things we need to do. And for from our perspective with earth medicine practice, it's a lot about how do we want to feel? And if you lead with the intention of how do I want to feel, that shifts everything, right? And it puts the focus on our inner nature. And then I encourage people when they're starting to making the new year intentions to think about how you want to feel, because oftentimes <clears throat> what we manifest them in the external world will then match that vibration versus the other way around, right? So it's, we start with the inner and then the outer. And oftentimes when we start with the outer, we really limit unnecessarily what can happen for our lives, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, I would. I would say that's not even a sometimes thing. That's like we're always creating out there, whatever we are with the internal landscape. So yeah, beautiful description of of that dynamic. Yeah, beautifully said, Casey. Um, you know, for me, when I always have looked at resolutions, um, I always get kind of this pit in my stomach, like I'm setting myself up for failure because I we we are looking outside of ourselves to create this, and if we're shifting the word to an intention 
and, and we're looking at it as a deep exploration inwards, then we're going to explore and manifest and create so much for ourselves um, rather than trying to meet that goal. And so um, I look at this time of year is like maybe not make the resolution, but create an intention to connect with self and that self relationship. And with that will come all those things we're looking outside of ourselves for. For sure. Yeah. So for the listeners who are like, okay, I get that, that intellectually sounds right. But like, what does that even mean? How do I find this inner connection with myself? I know y'all have different kinds of modalities that you do with that. Do you ever um, work with your clients on like, why do you want what it is that you think you want? That's one of the practices we do in Joy School. We identify, is this desire a run to or a run from? Because so many of our desires are to compensate for some place where we just feel like we're lacking or there, there's something in our assessment of ourselves or our relationships or our, the things in our world that, that we were running away from that. So we create a desire out there, which means that the energy that's feeding that desire is coming from this, this low vibe belief, this, this not super high consciousness, pure energy that's much better for manifestation. Um, do you, do you ever delve into that with people? Like, why is it that you want this? What, what, what would this give you? Do you believe? Um, yes, I do all the time. I think it's so important. Um, for instance, I'll use the example of money. Oh, I want to make more money. And so what is it the money you want? Or when we dig deeper, is it just the freedom to connect within and to create, um, what you're aligned with? Um, so I bring about, I think awareness is our power. And so as I was talking about that self-exploration inward, we'll get to more of the root of, yes, the money's the catalyst that's igniting that well. Maybe my job, I'm not aligned in my career and I'm not aligned in this. So um, yeah, this just kind of becomes the outer part that ignites that, which we need to bring more awareness around and then create expansion in the body for that to grow. Mm. Yeah, I love how you describe that for sure. Money is definitely one of those things that no matter where we are, we're just so conditioned to think we want that next more amount. Was it a Rockefeller? I think John Rockefeller, when someone asked him, how much money do you need? He said a little bit more than I have. And that's what we're programmed to, to believe about money, about power, to some extent about physical attractiveness, especially for women. It's like no matter where we are, it feels like it's not enough. That's the, the programming that we receive. So we want that little bit more. But I think, Linda, what you talked about, like, is this, because if you can identify, it's about wanting that space for something that I want to create where I, you know, then, then putting all of the fantasizing and daydreaming and, and energy around just having that space. Sometimes there are other ways that it can come about, like money's the middleman in a lot of our desires. And we can just sort of take money out of the picture if we go straight to the desire and hold the energy of that desire. So I love that example that you gave. So often money is about, you know, I want to look, you want to, you want to seem more important, you want to seem more successful. And I think once we kind of pop that bubble of illusion within ourselves of like, oh, is that really what I'm, I'm wanting the money for? Then, you know, that that's not an energy that's going to create it in a way that will give us sustainable happiness. So I, I love that um, delineation. 
Yeah, Ren's in that um, conscious mind, right? Money's in the conscious mind, and um, underneath is the resistance, and that's what stops us from living that, you know, authenticity that we all strive for. And so to focus and go there is as we're talking about, you know, um, intentions, it's like that deep exploration is going to get you there and to create that expansion, let the resistance expand. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Casey, I was giving you space. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah no, thank you. <clears throat> For me, a lot of it is, you know, before you can ask yourself, what do you want? you really have to know yourself and a lot of it for me is really encouraging people to cultivate and remember themselves again you know i work with so many beginners uh to healing arts practice to consciousness practice to medicine practice and a lot of people come in and they're like okay i can't decide what i want or what i want to be because i'm so far from myself like my intuition isn't speaking to me because I haven't spoken to it for so many years. So I've, you know, we grew up conditioned by who our parents want us to be, who society wants us to be, our schooling, academia, the way we have our schooling structured. It's very much telling people how to be versus kind of unveiling who people really are as a soul and a spirit. So step one for all consciousness practice, I think, is really reconnecting with yourself, getting in touch with who you are as a spirit and that is where everything comes and evolves from there. So before you can even set an intention, kind of knowing who you are and what you're here to do um, is is the first step of all. That's beautiful because I think when we make that space, and we'll talk about ways people can make that space to go inward and have that dialogue, it, it shows us the the power that we have we we all are these unlimited beings we all are pure joy and compassion and love at our our soul and when we're so identified with what we call the horizontal self and joy school then we lose sight of the vertical self everything looks like a problem to be solved that's like our our brain programming our primitive brain programming is you know we're, we're programmed for survival and if you know if survival is basically met then we have to look for that next problem because we're programmed to solve the problems of survival so we create all these problems out here and um, I love how you're directing us to to kind of disengage from from those programs to just go into the the vertical self where all of our wisdom is and see what would be a, a run to what would just feel genuinely exciting and and beautiful for for our soul to explore that's not about solving problems because exactly exactly yeah Yeah, especially to those people who are like i don't know if i have an intuition (laughs) like how do i tap into that voice it's not a coincidence that those times that our self comes to us is the time that our mind is turned off so we have these connections and sparks in the shower when we're on road trips driving to a new place when we're sleeping and dreaming like those are the first ways I think that our spirit talks to us directly because our our conscious mind and all of those spinning problem solving parts are are quiet. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, too, um, I know from my own journey and um, everything was my experiencing things, right? It's the experience of it and not the trying to think it out and at that point you start really feeling that heart center um, and connection. And that's when how you're here to show up shows up. 
and it's really not something you can figure out. And um, Casey being my mentor through all of this uh, was beautiful at, you know, leading me and showing me that path. So, you know, I think our experiences are what we're here to do. Right. Yeah. Um, my, my friend Chris Niebauer, who was on recently, said you, you can't solve a thinking problem with more thinking. It's like it's not something that... Uh, that, that we can think our way out of. We really need to just get into that that feeling place and whatever feelings are coming up, just have compassion for ourselves right there in that feeling. Mm-hmm. And and that's where the revelations I think can can start to surface around around what, what we truly desire on a soul level. So you both work with plant medicines with your clients. And, you know, in, in Joy School for decades, we've talked about the default mode network. I was so excited to see that's terminology that you use in plant medicine as well. Um, what is this default mode network and, and how do we sidestep it? Yes, it is. It's kind of like the way I describe it to people. It's kind of our standard operating system. You know, if you put it in terms of like software technology, it's kind of the hard drive of all of our conditioning, all of our intellectualizing, you know, I don't think ever before in human history, we lived in such a time with an overemphasis on that. We are so walking around like all in our heads all the time and all of our systems are built to respond to that way of of thinking. And so to quiet that default mode network that's where we tap into our intuition, our creativity, our artistry, our new ways of expanded thinking and perspective and looking at the world. So whether we are doing consciousness practice, meditation, earth medicine work, a lot of the, the healing potential in that and the kind of igniting that, that new future for our own lives and for all is really kind of quieting that overthinking mind that's so dominant right now so that we can see and feel a new expanded perspective of way of thinking so there's many paths in earth medicine can take you there meditation can take you there Um, embodiment consciousness practices can take you there and that's why they're all beautifully woven together in linden my practices we weave together all of these tools uh, because each person will find their own pathway in all leading to kind of the same destination. Yeah, our operating systems, right, that we get so um, connected to that we're not even aware of where we're operating from. And then we have those questions like, why am I stuck? Why does this pattern keep happening? And it really is operating from a space that we were programmed from unknowingly, from maybe an event, an experience, our peers. So, working with plant medicine, meditation, whatever modality um, one is drawn to, it really does bring up that awareness, again, which is your power. And then allowing that uncomfortability and to be able to sit in that without trying to think how to get rid of it. Um, So the allowance, right? Yeah, oh, I'm feeling, what is this? And creating that expansion for it and then connecting without that old programming where I'm not supposed to feel this, I'm supposed to just feel that. So it is really waking up the emotions that are within and 
um, begin operating from a more expansive space. And that's where we feel that beautiful connection. And we're not judging because the, the war inside is the resistance and the judgment of where we're operating from. And when we shift that. Beautifully expressed. Thank you. Yeah, we we do a lot with being the observer in joy school as an initial practice because we are so overly identified with that horizontal self that we don't realize how much we think that we are our thoughts and we think that we are these programs that run us so we have to begin observing the the pattern and then just from that space just being the observer i think then it's well who is doing this observing and that's uh you know one entry point for for accessing yourself as that that uh that consciousness that's doing the observing. And, you know, like, like Chris Niebauer talks about with, with the, the brain uh, programming, so many of those default patterns become almost laughable when you see them and, and, and really become aware of them. I think that my, I'll just speak for myself uh, in this journey. I think that a lot of people maybe have read the books, have taken the courses and have a lot of intellectual understanding of all of it. And, and we love chasing those ahas, the, the knowledge junkies like me, like we'd love that next light bulb of, oh, that's why that, you know, people do it this way. And, and that's why we create these patterns and, and we get addicted to the ahas. And it's really a matter of taking it into our lives to to get that, uh, we call it kerklunked in joy school, but to have it be more of a felt experience like Linda is describing, right? Because otherwise it, it does, it just stays in the head where it's not gonna really do anything to change our perspective. So I know that, that you both work with clients to have that, that more of a felt understanding. Yeah, so, so well said. Um, that's why, I mean, people often ask, well, can I just meditate on my own? Or can I just use plant medicine on my own? Like, why do, why should I do a school and participate in a school or a program or a class or work with a guide? And it really is in that connection that we need that mirror and that reflection to cultivate that awareness in our relationships. Because when we do things alone, like you said, it just stays in the mind. You know, you can be a wonderful meditator when you're sitting on your cushion, but then go go out on the freeway, you know, and watch it all disappear so fast. So it's when we're practicing while we're on the freeway, so to speak, of life, in our daily life, in our relationships. And that's the beauty of working with a guide or within a community is when we're sharing our experience and awarenesses, we have them reflected back to us. And we see over and over again, like people grow, have such incredible growth and transformation, and we often can't see it in ourselves. We need other people to see it in us. And that's when we really start to see those old default programmings where we can catch ourselves and go, oh, look at me doing my thing again that I do, you know? It just comes more rapidly. Um, and we process it, metabolize it more rapidly. And so that's, yeah, for me, that's the magic of all of these practices. It's in our daily relationships, in our families, with our loved ones, in our lives, um, just how we feel when we wake up every morning. So yeah, it's, it's in the practice. 
Yeah, beautiful. Um, I love what you said about the observation and observing self. I um, when the whether a client comes to me for plant medicine um, or different modalities, the first thing I have them do is I'm like, you know, you are your own scientific experiment. So to be really, really quiet and just observe yourself, like you are the petri dish. Watch what you do. And if there is a reaction or um, something comes forward to almost bring that humor into it, like, oh, here I am, here's this, me reacting, opportunity. And to not even try to shift it, but to just notice it. Because from there, that's when you, you know, that awareness comes in and the shift can happen. Um, so, observing self is the first thing I feel is getting to know self and um, without making those big changes all of a sudden and I think I see it naturally coming in and with plant medicine you're automatically going to start feeling more and um, so going into that space with observation is going to richen the experience and then the feeling is what so many people, I think, on a conscious or not so conscious level are afraid of, right? Because we've been conditioned not to feel our feelings from the time we're tiny. We're told, oh, don't cry. Don't be sad. So we've learned that this is this is a wrong thing for us to feel. And the whole everything known about trauma now is that we store that trauma in our tissues. We store trauma in our bodies. And it really is a feel to heal process that I know that the, the methods that both of you use are about allowing those feelings to surface, which is in stark contrast to how our society likes to do it, which is with medications and prescriptions that numb the feelings and keep them stored in there, where we're gonna keep, you know, just even from a woo-woo energetic perspective, we're going to attract from the energy that we're storing. So we're gonna keep attracting situations out there to match whatever's stored within us until we gain the tools to heal and feel. And in, in Joy School, that's a lot of self-compassion. You have to just have so much love for self and compassion for self to allow those feelings to come up in a, a way that, that you can digest them. And um, I know that y'all have tools for that as well. One thing that I didn't tell you in advance, so I know this is a, a curveball. I'm just realizing it's a curveball or I would have told you in advance, but every week I give the listeners a home play, something to take into their lives, some sort of practice. So I'm wondering if this is a good um, topic for uh, a practice that either of you might know of that they could do for allowing the that healing feeling to healing dynamic to start showing up for them or anything else that you feel inspired to share in terms of like a weekly practice they could take into their lives well all my work really guided me to create a sequence um, I don't really have a name for the sequence yet however it does start with as you were saying, the feelings were taught not to feel, just be happy, right? Just feel happiness. Um, and so bringing in, first of all, the awareness of a say we have a situation or experience that ignites that nervous system. And so we sit in the awareness of it and we just allow that. We just allow that to feel that. And almost taking the emotional defining word like anger or sadness um, that comes with so much, um, defining this in the, through the mindset, right? Putting it over in the corner and just going to the sensation in the body and just really getting to know the sensation. Let's say we feel it on our shoulder and you know, this is what I'm feeling. My shoulder's tingling, it's doing this and just speak to it. 
because the body has one way to communicate and that is through sensation and we're so cut off from that so to allow that through breath breathing into it allowing it to expand listening to it we all want to be seen and heard and so does our body and from there you create this expansion it's not anything you're doing you can sit with it as long as you want you can listen to music meditation we begin to connect and as our neural pathways begin to shift that establishes um, a new behavior that will eventually just kick in it takes some time but to just sit and wow what is this sensation if we look at anxiety and excitement it's actually the same sensation in the body so are we anxious or is our soul really excited because something's about to happen and i think to kind of focus and connect with that and just listen to our bodies we don't do that we take a pill we take an aspirin so that's what i take my clients through and i lead them through a guided meditation and whatnot so that's beautiful. Okay, y'all. So you heard that home play. I don't know if Casey's going to offer one, but for sure incorporate that. We did a, a very similar one some episodes back with my my beautiful co-teacher and uh, friend, Rob Mack. Uh, Linda's version was a little bit different. So um, that's just a, a practice that you can, can't possibly go wrong with because it's it's retraining your own system to know that it's okay to feel these things we, we we've been taught it's not okay to feel them and the more you can sit with compassion with your own beautiful body showing you what's activated the the more okay we get with with actually experiencing and feeling our emotions which allows them to flow through us as they're meant to do thank you linda so beautiful yeah i i my favorite practice right now is I have a um, a 12-week-old puppy, <laughs> which is throwing a wrinkle in all of my typical practices that I do that require stillness because there's not a lot of stillness going on right now in my house. <laughs> so I've been really, really enjoying kind of my home play practice has been what I've been calling a presence practice. And every time I do this, it's astounding um, how much it slows the, the pulse of life down, um, which is a big part of our healing, I think, and consciousness practice. And so by presence practice, I mean cultivating presence with each everything that I'm doing, bringing and gathering my full attention to that. So whether it's making coffee in the morning or brushing my teeth or kissing my dog, it's really, really slowing down and bringing my full attention to that activity, person, animal. Um, and it really slows life down. And that's when you can start to feel, you start to feel kind of the rhythm of life in a new way. You start to feel your emotions differently. You observe yourself differently. As Linda said, you feel all sorts of sensation in the body to be curious about and have awareness. And it really shifts your um, connection with people I've found dramatically too. Like how many times you talk to someone on the phone or on zoom and you can feel them with you, but they're also multiple other places at the same time. So just by focusing your mental awareness and attention on the thing, I think it also gathers you energetically into yourself, um, again. So that's, that's been my home play practice of late. 
That's such good home play. Take that to heart, y'all listeners. That is so, such a powerful practice for starting off the new year. The the three of us were in a conversation earlier this week where Casey mentioned that and I was like, oh, damn, she's calling me out. I have been so not mindful just lately. This I've, I've overloaded my plate more than I normally do and I've been so distracted. And I think the conversation had started about rituals. We were talking about how cool it is to have like rituals to start your day and end your day. And I've got my fingers in a million pies. I have I, I, I think I mentioned on the podcast, I got initiated this year into modern mystery school. So we've got this whole set of, uh, you know, very specific incantations and, and magical rituals that I start my mornings with. I do yoga and Tai Chi and uh, sound healing with vibration tuning forks that I also learned this year. So I've got all these rituals that are designed to make me mindful. And when Casey talked about this earlier in the week, I was like, oh man, I'm just like, phoning it in. I'm going through the motions and I'm so not with any of these things that I'm doing. All I really need to do is be mindful when I eat my freaking cereal or something. (laughs) It would all take care of itself. (laughs) So thank you for bringing that up again, Casey. I needed that reminder again because this this fall I've like so overpacked my plate. That's hilarious. I think all of us resonate with that. (laughs) Yes. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So tell us about how the listeners can follow up with y'all, learn about what you're doing, what you're up to. Linda, would you like to start? Yeah. Um, well, my website is lwsamphire.com. And I have a lot of new things popping up in 2023, some different programs right now. I have a six it's a six session program that lasts about three months um, for either microdosing plant medicine and just raising consciousness, just becoming aware and just being given permission to go inward and to feel and connect. Sometimes we need that. So, and that's what I'm offering now. Again, I've got a lot of stuff brewing in my little pot coming forward. So, yes. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, what Beautiful. you got, girl? Yeah. So our our programs live at microdosingforhealing.com. If you visit that website, um, right away we'll offer you a 90-minute workshop um, that is all about earth medicine practice, what it is, who is it for, all the things. And so that is a great way to connect and learn a little bit more. And you will know if you kind of feel drawn to to call to practice in that way right, right now. We have various programs with different lengths of time. All of them incorporate community experience and education. So we have six-week immersive programs. Um, the next one coming up for that will begin February 2nd. Um, 
so we just opened applications for that. That is by far our most, I'd say, intensive, transformative, intimate program. So it's we spend six weeks together educa- with education, experience, and a really, really tight-knit community and lots of support along the way. We also have a six-month container um, and that's open year round. That also involves weekly weekly calls and support. So, very excited to welcome you. We we work with a lot of beginners, and we work with a lot of people who are working with other therapies and modalities and practices that are looking for other practices to complement as well as integrate their experiences into their daily lives. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm not done with Yox. I just remembered another question I really want to ask Linda, especially. But while we're talking about offerings, I have something new to tell you about Joy School, a new way for you to experience Joy School in 2023. The first one is happening tonight. If you're listening to this podcast on the day it drops, as I know many of you do, it's called First Monday Joy Connection. It'll be a single workshop happening online the first Monday of every month from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll take you through a joy training for that month along with home play assignments to try out. And my co-host for these events is Victoria Shaw. You've heard her here on the Do Joy podcast. She's an amazing therapist and intuitive guide, and she'll be doing gallery style readings on the participants every month. So we would love to play with you there. The information for that, as always, is at lisamacourt.com. And I wanted to, ask you Linda to share about light language if you don't mind because Linda has these amazing meditations that she I don't know if channels is the right word tell me if it's not and I find them really incredible you have gifted them to me and I'm so grateful and I just want to do a shout out to your light language meditations yeah thank you wow yes this is something that um wasn't something I was looking for it spontaneously became coming through me and light language is, I guess we could call it like language of love. So it's a frequency, a vibration. Um, I feel it's a language we all used to speak and have forgotten. So it creates a bit of a remembering. Um, it's multidimensional. The beauty of it is the frequency um, comes through. It bypasses that mindset. You know, we get words, it goes through our filters, and then we define it. This comes right through, it goes right to our heart center, and it has the capability of creating the expansion, um, physical healing, emotional healing. And it's a uh, kind of comes, it comes into our energy field, pairs with our higher self. And I like the observer effect in quantum physics, the phenomenon where. As it's observed, it breaks apart and it goes where you're needed, similar to plant medicine, where it meets you where you're at. So I channel it, it comes through, and I've created these meditations where we just sit and listen to it. And I do um, partner that with my sequence, where people can sit and with the expansion. Um, so. It's just this beautiful language of love. I guess that's the best I can explain it. There, as we have each meaning for each word, the words that are coming through are more of a theme. Right. So it's not like a, um, you know, you you could actually like say what each word means. It comes through more thematically. 
Right. I just created one that I was really guided to um, channel this. And the theme of it is preparation and connection as we come into, you know, 2023 to prepare ourselves for, um, you know, this new year. So it's, it, and that's what I get from it. Um, when I do channel, it creates a lot of tears coming through me because the vibration of love is so powerful that it just, our, it's almost like our bodies can't handle it. A lot of my clients have had the same experiences where they begin tearing, they feel sensations through their body and not to be figured out. It's just to allow that to come in and it keeps working with you. Um, even after you've listened to it, right? So for days after, um, I increased dreams. My clients have had a lot of increased dream activity through it if they're listening to it at night. And I think it just centers us. Let's say like, you know, uh, you're driving on the freeway and it's just chaos. You've had this chaotic day and you just plug that in and it just really recenters you. So it's love, you know? Yeah, no, it really does recenter you. They're beautiful, beautiful gifts. I'm so happy that you're you're making those. Yes, thank you. And they'll be available on my website. So, yeah, and if anybody listening to this, I'd love to just offer, just email me, and I will send you um, my 2023 preparation and connection if they would like. That's a beautiful offer. Beautiful offer, yes. y'all. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like I was so excited to be here with both of you. Is there something else we should touch on? Anything top of heart for you? I, I don't want to leave any stones unturned in this conversation while I have you here. No, I just want to say thank you for, for your work. I mean, so many people, I know in our community, it really floors them when they realized how, how empowered they are always, you know, we're so conditioned that consciousness or peace or love is something outside of us when it's really always there. And it's really these practices are to peel away the layers for us to remember it. And so I love the work you do. And so how conscious you are of energy and frequency and vibration. And when you begin with that within, then your external reality starts to shift and change. And that is once people see that and get that, it's a, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, Linda and my practice, that's what we get to see all, all day long, every day. And it's so much fun and it's so beautiful, but to see people remember themselves in this way. And while, you know, the research is coming in, the science is coming in, and we look to those things for validation, science is just starting to understand kind of the quantum nature of our world and how much energy and vibration impact how entangled we really are you know what we think over here impacts over there always always and so these practices really really even though we might not intellectually understand them yet or be able to quote unquote prove them yet you know we see these practices whether it's consciousness practices earth medicine practice uh, breath work and light language you know we see when you do these practices then things start to shift in your external world in a really profound way so thank you for the beautiful work you're doing oh thank you for expressing it so eloquently and beautifully yeah that's exactly it we're just creating that whole external landscape based on our internal landscape so 
So I love that um, that we're we're all helping to make that happen for more and more people out there. Yeah, I just really have to repeat what Casey just said. I mean, you just you just are joy itself, Lisa, and um, just such a beautiful energy to be around. And it really is that um, the repatterning of the energy and going inward as we observe outside so that we can see what's going on inside. And that that is the soul connection is joy and bliss and living and creating from that space where we're not working so hard to get, get, get just that beautiful inward journey and connecting to that, that joy is, I mean, you can feel the vibration in your heart when that starts happening and um, it overflows. And from there we affect so much around us. It can change the world, right? Absolutely. Ah, beautiful. And anything, anything that y'all do, talking to listeners now to elevate your own vibration does change the world like Linda just described because you are this vibratory being in a field of vibration and you are emitting your joy, your signal out affecting everything and everyone around you. You are that powerful. There's your goal for 2023. Go change the world with your beautiful energy. I love you, darling listeners. Go get your new year. I'll see you soon. Thank you, sweet sisters. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. Much love. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, 
lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.